Hi, hello, welcome. You're listening to Liv's Love Pool, the podcast, and I'm your host, Liv. Okay, guys, before we dive into today's episode, I have a very important announcement. Uh, Okay, remember our girl Nina from a few episodes back? She is now off the market. She is officially dating a boy I set her up with from Liv's Love Pool. Guys, another happy couple in the mix. I have never been more thrilled to hear that someone is off the market and because of my matchmaking skills, no less. So big congrats to Nina, big congrats to her guy, and sorry to everyone who is eagerly waiting in line to chat with her. The good thing is I've got tons of other hot young things out there in the pool, so make sure to submit, submit, submit. But wow, so excited. Congratulations, Nina, off the market. What a success. All right, so... Today, we are going to return to a past time, a faraway land called Double Trouble, where I match one eligible person with two potential matches, and we see what happens. I am a stirring the pot. I'm just tossing in ingredients. I'm mixing it up, a pinch of salt, a sprinkle of drama. Mm-mm, tasty. So today, we will be meeting Ryan and his two matches, Becca and Maddie. So up first, let's get to know Ryan. Ryan lives in Brooklyn. He loves film. He doesn't think that he's very educated in film, honestly, but during this quarantine, he's been watching a lot of artsy movies and reading about how they were made. He started doing and fell in love with stand-up comedy earlier this year and has been committing a lot, a lot of time to it. Quarantine has made doing stand-up hard, but not impossible. Ryan is also a big surfer and tries to do it as much as possible in Brooklyn, at the Rockaways, or on Long Island. So, without further ado, let's meet the man of the hour, Ryan. Do you think that your like aura is more New York or LA? Uh, I don't know. That's been my life challenge. Well, I grew up in the East Coast in Connecticut, and then I moved in high school to Southern California. I think you grow a lot, like when you're 16, 17, 18. And then mm-hmm. I went to college in California, so I definitely adopted a lot of that culture, which I didn't really understand. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, "Ooh, I think I'm more West Coast than East Coast." But interesting. I'm definitely more West Coast than East Coast, but I'm not like fully, oh, I don't understand the East Coast at all. I never, because I like lived there till I was 16. But I'm definitely gravitate towards like Californians within New York. That's like for sure. When I meet Californians in New York, I'm like definitely like, ooh, what part of California are you from before I even meet them? Because I can tell. Just like, you can tell. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like an attitude thing. I think it's just like the pace, how they look at the world. I don't know. Tell me about the last time you had butterflies, as they say. I feel like I get butterflies a lot. There's people I like just dig and like that I'll just meet in the world and I'll vibe with them or something. Hmm. I think most recently there was this whole situation where I I worked in this job for a little bit and Mm -hmm. I, well, this is actually still ongoing, frankly, and I don't know if it's going anywhere, but I worked in this job that I like don't work out anymore, like kind of recently, like before the coronavirus hit, like right before. But there was this person in the job where we 
both met and there was just like a lot of chemistry off the bat. At least I felt that way. Mm -hmm. And then we quickly realized like, ooh, and it was a startup, like 10 people. We were like, oh, that's not probably not like a good vibe, especially since I was like the new guy in the company. And very quickly, we started like becoming close, like very fast friends. And uh, it was just like weird. It was like weird shit. Like we would go on We'd both go to like a comedy show or like she knew some people in comedy. So she would like come to my shows, like open mics and stuff. And I was like, you don't have to be coming to an open mic, dude. Like, come on. (laughs) Yes. But she just like took a very active interest as did I. And it's just been going. And then, um, yeah, anyways, I left that company and weirdly she left at the same time. And I think in that conversation, I was like, ooh, this, this is nice. Um, it kind of felt like it was going down that wormhole that I've had in the past whenever I've gotten in a good relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. But then coronavirus happened and uh, we've been moderately in touch, but not. <laughs> I'm not like bugging that hard about it. I think that's my totally. like most recent one. Before that, I think it's been a while though. I mean, my butterflies sometimes like true butterflies like when the person's name comes up on your phone you like get all fluttery or like when you see them even if it's just for a couple of seconds you're like oh my god like ah I don't think I think it's been years since I've had that I mean I remember I had a crush senior year of high school when it was just like butterfly city but also I was like what 17 that's like all you think about is like boys or girls or whatever so I don't know if I'll ever have those (laughs) level of butterflies again but I think it takes it takes a while, you know. A lot of a lot of time can pass between instances of butterflies. But would you say you're the kind of guy who falls hard and fast, or was this an exception to the rule? Yeah, I don't think I like irrationally fall hard and fast, but I do like fall for people for sure. My uh, girlfriend in college, we were friends for like three years before it happened, before we started dating, and then we dated for three years. And then before my, like my other significant relationship was in high school and we were friends before. So I don't, I think this was like totally an exception, but Mm -hmm. that's not to say that I don't like fall thoroughly in relationships, but it's like never like, that was like, whoa, oh shit, I have that in me. So now we've met Ryan and heard a little bit about his past butterflies. Let's see how he gels with his first match, Becca. Becca is also a gal from Brooklyn. She hated the movie The Irishman, so did I. It was like three hours too long, too many men, nobody needs to see that. She practices Bikram yoga. She has eight tattoos and she's dying for more. She also smokes a lot of weed and says she talks too much. Let's meet Becca. Are you in New York? Yeah, Brooklyn. Oh, sweet. What part of Brooklyn do you live in? I'm in Bedside, but like just on the border of Bushwick. Oh, go. Cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I used to live in Crown Heights, and now I'm in like mm-hmm. Carroll Garden. I'm in, oh, uh, yeah, it's nice. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that ran away. <laughs> and I'm in, oh, uh, where did you go? Uh, I'm from San Diego, so I went home. And I yeah. like San Diego. The weather's nice, but it's kind of a bummer being like living with your parents when you're older than 18. Yeah. (laughs) My parents, my family lives like 45 minutes away. Where are they? Are they from Jersey, New York, or Connecticut? No, we're on Long Island. Oh, sweet. What part of Long Island? I like Long Island. 
Are you familiar with Long Island? Yeah. People ask me what part from Long Island all the time, and they never know what any geography of Long Island. My brother went is like a PhD candidate at Stony Brook, and so okay. I used to go down there all the time. And then, like, I am a big surfer, and I've surfed most of Long Island that you can reach from New York within like an hour and a half by train, like pretty much up cool. into. So far I'm Island. by Long Beach. So do you know you're familiar with Long Beach? Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I love Long Beach. That's where I get pretty much surf all the time. I go to like Lincoln right. So Avenue. I'm from like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from like 10 minutes from there. That's cool. Yeah. So Is it like doable to live there and live in, in like work in Manhattan? Or do you think it's like, gnar- would be a gnarly commute? Um, I mean, what's it, it really depends. Like, I feel I didn't mind. My apartment is the same, let's say like train ride as it was from when I lived at home. But it's not like you can just, like, catch a subway and get on the train 45 minutes. Like, you have to make this train or else there's not a train for, like, a half an hour. So it's, like, it's just a different yeah. situation. If you're going to Manhattan, the commute's pretty much the same. But some people in Long Beach are dope, but, like, the general going out culture there is not my favorite. It's, like, low-grade Jersey Shore feeling. Yeah, I'll probably stay away. That's funny. I mean, enjoy I the surf, though. You kind of like that. Yeah, it's good surf. So why did you leave California and come to New York in the first place? Um, I moved to New York for work. I, like, owned my own company after college. I was just, like, on a plane constantly, and I was, my brother lived in New York, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of sick of, like, being in the Bay Area for two weeks and then being in New York for two weeks. Like, it sounds cool on paper. I think I thought it would be cool at first. And then I was like, I really like New York. I've since, like, left my company, but I just took another job in New York. I just love it. I think it's cool. But, yeah, how about you? What do you do for for sustenance in this world? Well, before this, I um I work in theater. I was running – did you hear of Zero Space? No. Is it a um, – it was a space with all this, like, these digital artists made these pieces. And it was almost like a museum. And then they, for specific hours, we had a show that ran in that space, an immersive show. And it was an immersive experience. So I did that before all That's this epic. came into play. What's, like, an example of, like, an immersive production? Have you heard of, um, like, Sleep No More? Did you ever hear Sleep No More? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So sleep, uh... Yeah, so Sleep No More is, like, the ultimate... I don't know about the ultimate, but like the widely known immersive experience in New York, at least. That's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, are you on the production end, or are you on like, are you an actress? I don't really know what I am anymore. But I was my <laughs> job there was showrunner slash stage manager. So I kept the show running. I ran rehearsals, and they were creating the thing. And then once we once we were in the show run of it, I, I ran the show. That makes sense. That's awesome. Did you study theater in school, or did, is this something you picked up after? Yeah, I it's 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 the only thing I've ever spent my time on. How are you filling your time? So you're not. Are you still working on little projects and things, or? Some days I'm like, how the fuck did this time pass? And some days I. And every minute is a fucking hour. It depends. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in, with my coffee cup in the morning, really taking a long morning, I'm just trying to stay positive and enjoy this time. I've always said I'm an indoor cat, so I'm 
I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'll do some yoga, move my body, go outside for a minute. I don't know. I made a vision board the other day, which was good for my brain. What? How do you make those? To... Yeah, I mean, there's different ways. So, like, okay, I will tell you. So, it really depends how you're doing it. So, mine is more kind of like a mood vision board instead of like, these are specific images of things that I want. So I just had a bunch of like old Bon Appetit magazines. I just cut up and like found phrases mm-hmm. that I liked. Goodness, I don't know if you're the type of person that like is down for this thinking, but you like put out the vibration. No, I'm, I'm super of... down for this thinking. Okay. 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 Yeah. So it's no, like, I, I, I ask cause I'm like curious. It might make one myself. I think, Ooh. Yes. Okay. So it's so, all about manifesting and, and like, it's like, Instead of oh I hope this thing ha- this thing happens, uh, it's more of like feeling how ha- how happy I am now that this has happened, and you're meeting that energy of like I'm getting this thing, and you're putting it out into the universe. So making a, a vision board is kind of just making a tangible representation of your desires. Mm. And it's like just with the serendipity of like what's in front of you like pulling that out of like everyday things like a magazine or something exactly exactly i mean like people do print out images and go specifically out to like buy things to make it uh i did not do that but people do i I really enjoyed it i gotta say did olivia say that it would be like the what did this email say said something at the bottom like like an hour long or something yeah Oh. What? I have not been, like, reading her emails. I thought it was, there was a time limit on, like, the video, the call or something. And it was, like. I think there is. So the whole time I was, like, is this shit just going to drop any second? But turns out that's not the case. Um, How did you find out about this? Uh, A friend of a friend. We were just, like, on a FaceTime together. And he was, like, oh, my friend Olivia is doing this thing. I'm like that sounds interesting. I'm bored, and that's here I yeah. am. How about you? Yeah, uh, same kind of thing. Yeah. My roommate went to high school with her, or maybe they were neighbors. I don't know, but he texted me about it. I was like, sure, why not? Yeah, she hit me up to do like the. She's doing like a podcast. Yeah. Thing. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, that's so, what this is. Yeah. This is a podcast right now. I mean, this conversation is being recorded. That's why. Oh, no. It, it is? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been reading these emails. All right. well, I haven't said anything encrypting, incriminating. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. That is very funny. Wow. Well, I'm shook. I didn't know that. Well, maybe that makes a better podcast. If- People don't know they're being That is recorded. so funny. I want to, I'm excited for the idea of like someone then listening to this conversation and then getting to that part and be like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man.
guys, so it seemed like things were going kind of well at first with Ryan and Becca. Like, they were kind of vibing about Long Island and Long Beach, and Becca was coming in with these commuter tips and tricks, and they were having this nice little conversational back and forth that was very pleasant. They were asking good questions. They were listening to each other. Uh, they were discussing vision boards, and Ryan seemed kind of interested in learning more about how to make a vision board and whatnot, and they were talking about their jobs. It was cool. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, we're kind of like humming along here. And then, wow, it was like we were cruising down the highway and we were thrown into park when Ryan first admitted to being like, oh, I'm not really reading her emails, which like, no big deal. I get it. Like I send emails, like a lot of emails, but like, wow, red flag, because some of those emails have some important information, such as the fact that you are on a podcast. When she was like, wait, that's what this is. I literally gagged. Like, guys, I gagged. I, like, had to pause my recording to be like, wait, what? I was dying. I literally couldn't breathe. I just, in case we're confused here, I thought we should just take a quick look at a few of the times I told Ryan um, about the podcast and that he was going to be on the podcast. So let's just, let's just take a little walk through memory lane here via text. Hey, the matchmaking is being turned into a podcast, and I think you'd be fun to have on. A day later, it will be a fun interview, and then a date or two recorded, the keyword here, of course, being recorded, via email. Confirmation, your phone call date will be on this day. The call will be recorded through a software. Here is the dial-in. Three days later, reminder, here's the information for the call again. The call will be recorded through a software. Here is the dial-in. I was like weeping. I was weeping. Also, Ryan texted me after the date being like, oh my God, I didn't realize that call was recorded. Truly hysterical. Shocking. Shocking optics. Obsessed. Love. <laughs> Love that. Uh, woo! All right. So we're just going to shake it off. We're going to shake that off. We're going to go on to date number two, Maddie. Maddie is from DC. She's on an improv team called Lady Bits. She studied abroad in China and hiked the deepest gorge in the world. Her current favorite activity is doing puzzles and watching Love Island, which I love, but also I hate it because there's a girl on that show named Olivia Atwood. Like, are you trying to drag me and ruin my good name? Anyways, she also stays up really, really late doing nothing and then sleeps in super late. So let's see what happens on Ryan's call with date number two, Maddie, when he knows that the call is being recorded. Why do you live in D.C. now? Are you there for work or school or something? <laughs> um, yeah, so I never really thought I'd end up in D.C. So I'm a software engineer and I graduated with a major in computer science. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to like San Francisco or Seattle and like work for Google or whatever. And then that didn't happen. I, I mean, ultimately, didn't like really want to work there anyway, but I got a job here as an intern, and then they hired me back at the end of the summer, and I've been here for like three years now, almost three years, and Maddie. I really like it. Yeah, it's a great city. That's, I studied CS, too. Oh, I'm cool. Like a, I'm like a product manager now, but I started mm -hmm. as a software engineer. But cool. That's cool. What the kind of software engineering do you do? So I'm a full-stack web developer, so my current job is I work for this fundraising and marketing firm for democratic candidates and progressive organizations and we uh have this tool that does all the like data analytics for all the annoying emails and errors that we send to people so i work on that i don't think i'll ever go back to be an engineer do you see yourself mm -hmm. doing anything besides software engineering 
I don't know. I really like it, but also get very frustrated with the, like getting stuck on something. But it's pretty fun. And like the role I have now is like really creative and it's really fun to like design cool stuff that looks good. <laughs> so you're doing like a lot more designing and stuff these days? Yeah, I, like, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's been super fun. It's a lot of like, we like this color more, like this font more, and like kind of menial stuff like that, that I think is more fun than just like digging through annoying code. I love know? that shit. <laughs> what have you been doing in the quarantine? Building furniture, because I didn't really have that much before, uh, other than like my bed. So that's been really fun. I just like build furniture while watching like dumb TV shows. I've been watching, I actually just finished um, Avatar that they recently put on Netflix. Um, oh, nice. I did see that and, on Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. Um, well, so obviously watch Tiger King because that's how you have to start your quarantine. Yeah, I was like jealous of the filmmaker the whole time being like, you just, it kept getting handed to you on the screen. You think it's going one direction and then someone's like, oh yeah, and I murdered my husband or some shit like that. I think my first half of the quarantine was, like, exploring a lot of new artistic realms. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wrote, like, a little mini screenplay thing that I've been harboring on a while. That That's cool. Frankly What's it about? Or is it a trade media. secret? Yeah, it's a trade secret. So, I mean. Oh, damn. No. <laughs> I lived in Oakland for a little bit. I used to live in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Just, like, needed something new. And then I moved in with this guy that was just, like, so far from the tech world. So I moved mm-hmm. in with this the first guy on Craigslist I found, and he turned out to be like uh, a, a taxidermist what? that owned a bar in town. And he was just wow. the most eccentric dude I've ever met in my life. Like he was, the, mm-hmm. and me and him just became like very good friends for like the three months I was there. And wow. I still talk to him once in a while, but I do like stand up comedy in New oh, York cool. a lot. And nice. I keep trying to, like, make jokes about him, but they're just not funny because that's the core. <laughs> they like, just really write like themselves him. with that. They do, but I, like, really like him so much that I don't yeah. like making fun of him because I'm like, no, he's <laughs> a man. He's, like, so eccentric, but he's a man. So yeah. I decided to write it into, like, a dramatic screenplay about oh him God. and me, my relationship. It was a fun thing oh. to drill my energy into for a month. Um, <laughs> anyways, very cool. I'm. Yeah, I have like so it. many questions about this man. I hope he doesn't yeah, ever listen to this and be like, "Wow, you were talking shit, dude. I heard you." Oh no! I'm coming with the fucking snakes now. Oh, that would no. be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't hear this. But if he does, I'm your biggest fan. Do you do anything like that? Yeah, um, I started improv in January, maybe, and that was also quickly ripped out of my hands, <laughs> but. Um, I was the manager of the improv team in college, so I, like, went to all the rehearsals and would, like, practice with them, but I, like, wouldn't perform because I'm a scaredy cat. And then <laughs> finally, three years later, I was like, okay, maybe now I'll try it, and obviously loved it, and it's so fun. And now it's gone. It'll be back. But... I love improv. That's it's so, cool. so fun. I did it. I still do. I'm on, like, a little, like, wannabe improv house team thing. Did you do a show? Oh. <laughs> I did a show, yeah. I've been in two shows. Uh, oh no, three. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. But we. I've been practicing with my college team. We got back together because now we could just like do it over Zoom. It's just like not the same. Not as like silly when you're on Zoom. You're like in your room. Yeah. Like, well, so much of it is just like jumping around and like doing weird shit with your body, and you can't really do that when you're sitting yeah. in front of a Zoom camera. 
Yeah. It's also like body Welcome language back. is very important. Yeah. But, Love that. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I met Olivia, who like is orchestrating this whole scheme. Um, is she uh, did this show in New York, and I like brought my whole family to it once, and it's a fantastic show, but it was like had some inappropriate moments and like sitting next to like between my parents was um not really the position i wanted to be in um it was great yeah you're just like when what do i laugh at (laughs) that's cool i i've met olivia a few times through uh my roommate in brooklyn is like grew up next to her they're like neighbors and he was like olivia is like really in um improv and i was like yeah i mean we're gonna be famous after this we're going to be famous from a podcast yeah. after this this little call. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's yeah, our big break. Yeah. This is our careers. <laughs> this is our careers. Yeah. Exactly. I hope we're doing good. Cause, like, yeah, no, I, I think we're being stuff. really funny and charming, and um, I hope everyone acknowledges that. And I'm excited for our newfound fame after this. Maybe we can collaborate yeah. on a viral TikTok just for you yeah. know, our influencer status. That'd be good, I think. Guys, is it just me or were Maddie and Ryan vibing, especially with their chat of like stand up and improv and Ryan's first roommate? Also, Mads, I'm so, so sorry that I made you uncomfortable at a show of mine with your parents. Like, oops, my V. Uh, but yes, I am so here for a viral TikTok collab with Ryan and Maddie, like electric. I can't wait. So let's now see what the ladies have to say about the boy. Maddie called me with feedback on Ryan, but Becca alas, was not available for comment, as the pros say. I think that she was just a little thrown that Ryan didn't realize their date was on the airwaves. Um, So she uh, did not respond to my texts uh, for feedback. And Becca, I hope all is well. And I'm sorry, girl. So anyways, let's hear Maddie's thoughts on Ryan, followed by Ryan's feedback on the ladies. Okay, so first of all, like, truly, truly impressed by how you match this because like she studied abroad in China and like does comedy and is from or not is from New York, but is living in New York and just like on paper was chef kiss perfect. I think we had a super fun conversation. Like it it just I don't know, it flowed, it was great, it was fun. I thought he was like very silly and just kind of like indulged the dumb shit I said. So that was cool. I think it it was a little awkward because, like, the phone service, like, I think there's a delay. Either there's a delay or, like, there's just a deafening silence after I say something because um, he's processing. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> there were some times that, like, I would say something and it would just, like, take a little bit longer for him to react. And I was like, oh, my God, like, did I say something actually the dumbest thing in the world? But um, I think it was ultimately okay. <laughs> But yeah, he just like was delightful and super pleasant to talk to and like was really honest and chill and I appreciated that. What would you say is like the thing that you guys bonded on the most or the best part of your conversation? Figuring out that we had like all these little things in common that like are not very common to other people. I really loved because, you know, that's just like not really common. <laughs> and when it came out and I'd be like, Oh my god, like wait, that's crazy, I did that too or like oh, what do you think about this? And he, like, completely agreed. And, like, that's just, like, you know, that's rare. And that was just really funny to to find these little things. Have you been continuing to talk? 
No. Okay. So I fucked up and like, I didn't, um, I don't know, like neither of us really asked for each other's numbers, which like, I don't know if like he wanted to, but like, it, I also just kind of like forgot. I don't know. But yeah, we haven't talked since then. Um, I also think I like didn't put in like the most effort to talk to him after that since like he lives in New York and like is currently in California and just like, is this really what I'm going to be spending my time on right now? I don't know. So I do wish that I had reached out to him more because I think at least we could have had a fun friendship. Totally. Well, I happen to know he texted me asking as soon as you said that. I was like, I have to check. He texted me asking me for your phone number. And no. I said, and now I'm worried that I like sent him the wrong number or like didn't. Dude. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, no. So I'm just going to go ahead and send Olivia, you if you sent him the wrong number, number and ruined my relationship with this man. I know. I'm, I'm like, I literally, when you said you have a kid, I was sure you were going to be like, yeah, we've been talking all the time. Because I like gave him your number because he texted me being like, yeah. nice, awesome. Could you share her number? And I did. I'm just, I'm literally, this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened. Okay. Ever. I hope everyone so listening gonna, to this I'm podcast, Olivia is canceled for ruining my relationship. I'm canceled. I can't believe I like might've fucked this up and he did it. Oh my God. Okay. I just shared his contact with you. So okay. please by all means text him and be like, Hey, this is Maddie. Like, let's give this oh a God. chance because I may have really like ruined your love. Um, but yeah, he literally Tragic. did text me saying you're awesome and asking for your phone number for the rest. Oh my God, but I'm so glad. <laughs> I thought they were both really cool. The first one was very awkward for a second because I misread your email and I thought you said keep it to 30 minutes. And at the 30 minute mark, I was like wrapping things up and it was actually <laughs> keep it to one hour. So the next 30 minutes, there was like the elephant in the room that I had tried to wrap it up early. And <gasps> um, then we had to kind of sit on the phone for another 30 minutes, which I don't know if you're going to include this on the podcast, but made me feel very awkward. I felt kind of bad about that. <laughs> it was hella funny after. I was like, oh, no, what a nightmare. Like, imagine trying to leave a date. And then the person's like, no, actually, like, I mean, you can't leave for 30 minutes. And then you got to be like, well, so how was your afternoon then? And I'm just trying to change the subject. So. But I don't know. I, I She was very nice. I, like, enjoyed the conversation. I found her work very cool. I didn't feel like a spark, but you're not always going to feel sparks, I guess. I don't know. What else are you interested in my, my feedback on? No, that's that's perfect. So that's Becca. Um, what about Maddie? Maddie, actually, I, it was very cool. I feel like we had a lot in common, actually, around especially like comedy and travels. Like she, one interesting thing I remember was that she studied and studied abroad in China, and I studied abroad in Hong Kong. So I did like some backpacking in China, and we kind of dug into that, which I have met very few people that have actually decided to spend their abroad experiences in like eastern countries you know and so it was like that was very very cool and just from that i think like that extrapolated a lot of com like compatibility and things which uh i mean the only thing is like she lives in dc and i live in new york so i didn't feel like a spark to the witch of like that anything romantic would grow out of it but i was going to text her and be like hey like hey yo that was like i think you're very cool and i hope to like see you someday 
but I don't know if it's like it, it's not something that we necessarily like picked up. But I thought it went really. I, I liked her. She was cool. It was like good people. Yeah. No. I, I that was a cool talk. Ooh, okay, that was a ride from Ryan being on the podcast and somehow not realizing he was on the podcast whilst on the podcast on a date with Becca to Ryan and Maddie hitting it off, but also dropping the ball on texting each other. It feels like I made a good match, but then it was only like semi-successful in the end. So I feel like a little bit sad, but also maybe this episode will make Ryan and Maddie feel like they can strike up a really beautiful friendship because I really think that they could have been great, and I'm big fans of both of them. Um, I also recently received a dispatch from Ryan that he is seeing someone in New York now, so huge congrats to him on his love in the time of corona, even if he didn't find love in the love pool. Still super happy for you. That is all for this episode, folks. This has been Liv's Love Pool, the podcast produced and edited by Snip Studios and hosted by me, Liv. Stay tuned for future episodes on the market, double troubles, and a new format I'm rolling out super soon that I'm so excited about. And don't forget, when it comes to the love pool, just dive in.